from somewhere south of London. I'm your hostess, Fiorella Nash, sometimes known by my nom de plume, Fiorella de Maria. I'm a writer of history, mystery and crime fiction, but most importantly, I am an incorrigible bibliophile. I'm back all the way from Misty Albion, bringing you the all-new Fiorella Files, in which I will discuss books classic and contemporary, or just books I've read and to which I have taken a bit of a fancy. There will be yet more books that you must read, just might enjoy reading, and really don't want to touch with the proverbial 11-foot barge pole. I can't promise it'll be once a month, in fact it hasn't happened at all yet, but every so often I hope to coax my children into appearing on my special edition children's episode in which we will discuss books for younger readers. We have a theme for today's episode, and that is the Romans. I'm kind of warming to the thematic episode idea, and... I am fascinated by Roman history, like many people, and it's all around us. We have in Britain the remains of Roman villas, Roman baths. Just near to where I grew up, we had not just the Neolithic Stonehenge, we also had Aquae Sulis, Bath Spa, as most of us knew it. The Roman baths, proper, beautifully preserved Roman baths, where you could even see the curses that people used to scribble onto lead and throw into the water and the amulets and things that people threw in. There is a natural spring that the Romans used, a hot spring, that they built these baths around, not just for the purpose of cleaning themselves, but also for social and religious reasons. So Roman history was all around me when I was growing up, and like many members of my generation, I learnt Latin via the Cambridge Latin course. And the first book in this wonderful course, not just a Latin course, but teaching you about Roman culture and history, gladiators, theatre, the lot. The first book was set in Pompeii, and it was based around a real family, that of Caecilius, a pretty well-to-do businessman who left all sorts of documents about his business dealings, which is why we know so much about him, but also because he was a well-to-do member of Pompeian society, his house is beautifully preserved. So this whole book centred around Caecilius and his family, and the first thing we ever learnt was Caecilius est pater, Metella est mater, then we learnt about his son and about his slave and his cook and his dog. Cerberus est carnis. So I was very excited to discover that of the many books written about Pompeii, the great Mary Beard had written a book and I want to discuss it with you today. So it's going to be all Roman theme today. We've got Mary Beard's book about daily life in Pompeii, which I'm about to tell you about. And we've got for our classic Robert Graves's I, Claudius made famous by the wonderful production featuring Sir Derek Jacobi as Claudius. He's now most famous for being the narrative voice to the kiddie programme in the Night Garden. But he did win a BAFTA for I, Claudius. And finally finishing off with a most unusual 
detective series set in Roman times and in fact mostly in Roman Britain. So let's start off with Mary Beard's Pompeii. Let me introduce you to Mary Beard or to give you her full name Dame Winifred Mary Beard. She obviously decided to ditch the Winifred fairly early in her career but she is a very well-renowned and well-respected scholar of uh, ancient Roman civilization. She's in her 60s, the recipient of multiple awards for her work in this field. She is very widely published, published many many papers um, and also books, far, far more than I can quote here, but she has also presented ancient history on television, on the BBC. In fact, she presented a series called Pompeii, Life and Death in a Roman Town, 10 years ago. So she's someone who's worked very hard to make classics accessible. For many, the idea of studying Latin or Greek, or even just studying the period, can be quite daunting. It just feels so far away and, and very intellectual. You know, if you've studied Latin over here, you're regarded as, you know, pretty, pretty clever. So she's done a lot of good in terms of trying to make ancient history accessible, making the rather fusty scholarly world of classics open and engaging for a much wider audience. It appalled many people, including myself, when she was criticised by some loathsome TV critic for being too ugly for television. 